Back behind, it's a jam play for Matthews. Tavares gives it back in front. Sports Radio is back in the Edmonton area. This is Sports 1440 and the Kevin Carius Show. Saul 73 for December the 15th. Uh, the weekend is here, so let's clicker into Schnell, tear up the old pea patch, and make a fast break to the 11 o'clock hour and talk about uh, Andre the Giant last night. Uh, Andre Vasilevsky stole one for the Tampa Bay Lightning. 53 saves for the Tampa Bay Netminder as the Lightning went 7-4 over the orders, ending their eight-game winning streak. Vasilevsky made so many key, key saves at times. A guy that just happened to score four goals and has scored 529 career goals and never scored four goals in his career, Steven Stamkos, wasn't even considered for the first star. When does that happen? Andre Vasilevsky was head and shoulders the first star, even though a guy scored four goals for the first time in his Hall of Fame career. Stu Skinner... Oilers netminder had an off period in the third, uh, led in two bad goals, uh, one by Nikita Kucherov to make it 4-3, the second one by Steven Stamkos to make it 5-3. But after the game, the Oilers netminder shouldered the blame. Yeah, I think that I think the guys played a heck of a game. I, I don't think anybody in this room should be upset except for me, to be honest. Uh, I think that I, uh, I ended up kind of losing us the game. Um, and that's, uh, that's something that I'll take on, um, and I'll be better for it. But I think these guys in here should all be very happy with how they played. They were, uh, they were fantastic. Ah, now, that's a leader. That is a leader. Normally you would go, ah, okay, you know what, we're going to play Cal Pickard uh, tomorrow against Florida as the Oilers close out this homestand. But maybe it's not all cut and dried. Maybe you go back to Stuart Skinner. We'll see what happens uh, tomorrow. Talk about a leader. Let's welcome in our Friday co-host, Eddie Steele. Brought to you by Bonton Bakery. From your daily bread to a celebration cake. Bonton has that and everything in between for all your baked good needs. Order online at bonton.ca. Good morning, Eddie. Good morning, Kevin. How are you doing, sir? Good, good. How are you? And after you hear those comments by Stu Skinner. Gave like, me chills. It did, didn't it? it? It really did. And you talk about a leader, A, I love that he owned it because, you know, you can sugarcoat it and talk about yeah, the team, this and that. Well, it's The reality is he, he did kind of lose it. You know, a couple of bad goals. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. Flush it, and he will be better. But the best way to go about it is just own it like he did. I love it. So, again, I, I would have probably had Cal Pickard penciled in for a Saturday night start. But sometimes when you have the dynamic of a team and you see what that you know that Stu Skinner is your number one guy – I'll bet, you know, last night when Chris Knobloch 
heard these comments and maybe, you know, felt the room and saw what Stu Skinner said and did, it puts something in your head, doesn't it, as a coach? Well, you know, just based off the game, because Stewart had a really strong game, but just late, two yucky goals, and that leaves a bad taste in your mouth. So, yeah, initially maybe you would be thinking Cal Pickard would be penciled in to start next game. But you want to give Stu a chance to get that taste out of his mouth because he played a strong game except for a couple blunders late. So, yeah, it would be something to think about. Made a big, big save at the end of the second period off uh, Brandon Hagel to keep it 3-2. Now, let's be honest. We wouldn't be having this conversation probably had not Andre Vasilevsky stood on his head in the second period. Mostly, I mean all game, but in the second period, shots were 23-7 and they were some high danger chances. I mean, Tampa, you know, they were on the heels the whole second period, if not for most of the game. Yeah, that's. I actually made a note of that, too. It was very similar to the Chicago game. You go in after the first period. I don't know what coach says to the group, if he even says anything, because this is a, an established, mature group, and you come out in the second period and you play your brand of hockey, and that's exactly what the Oilers did, but they ran into the Vasilevsky wall, and he, he had a phenomenal game. 54 saves, 53 saves? You know what's funny, Eddie, is that... <laughs> <laughs> they they changed the shot count about five times last night at the end of the game and then for probably about a half an hour after the game, it fluctuated, went up a couple, then it would go down if you were on NHL.com or whatever site you were on. All of a sudden, then I think they finally closed it off at 57-24 for shots. But that just goes to show you how, and think back years ago, you know, when you didn't have the, you know, the capability to go back and, and look at, you know, video and things like that. I mean, shots on goal could have been skewed by whatever, two, three, four a game. Um, but it was kind of odd to see because everyone just starts doing their post-game reports. Vasilevsky, 51 saves. Oh, no, 52. Oh, no, 53. So it was a different dynamic to see that. And with the shots, too, it wasn't a bunch of just muffin shots, you know, no. from the point out, just wristers right into the crest. There was a ton of action around the net. Lots of lots of garbage, lots of rebound hacking around. So he really had to make some tough saves. Uh, that's 100 to 48 shots, I believe, in two games against Tampa Bay this, this year. Lost both games against Tampa. So the Oilers fired 100 shots uh, towards Tampa Bay netminders. Text line coming in, one 401 1440 I'm very curious to all our texters, why didn't you send any text in in the last three weeks about Stuart Skinner, about how he was playing? If you can answer me that, just please text us in. So Stuart Skinner in the last, you know, before last night's game, during the eight-game winning streak, had a 1.70 goals against average and um, only a 9.35 save percentage and seven straight wins. That had not been done by any goalie in the NHL. So tell me, texters, why are you sending in texts like CB? CB says, Kevin, we have leaders. He needs to stop pucks. Where was your text before CB? Please tell me. Uh, it irritates me, Eddie. It really does that as soon as the Oilers... After a pretty good game where they played well, they played well last night, they had some lapses, and yes, the goaltender led in two bad goals. Why everyone in this city starts crapping on this team after eight straight wins. I can't get it. I Toxic. can't get that out of my mind. Toxic. I it, just don't believe it. I'm, I'm thinking about the goals too, Kevin. Okay, the Kucherov one, that was a bad goal. CeCe played that really well. I actually well, woke up this morning and rewatched part of that because I, I dozed off a little bit. And mm -hmm. CeCe played that well. On that goal though, Eddie, and, I'm, and if 
the goal had not gone in, there's no doubt in my mind CC should have had a hooking penalty. Okay. Okay. But on that play, so now Skinner has uh, he's undecided. Okay, what's going to happen? The play's coming and the puck's coming in so slowly. Now what happens as a goaltender is you're going. Uh, I'm indecisive. Should I move out a little bit? Should I let the play come to me? Once you're indecisive, look at his mechanics. It's terrible. He's down in a small crouch, leaves five hole open. Yeah. Because you're now your mind is going. Oh, okay, what's what's going on here? Thinking. Yeah. If he just stands up, there's like if you're trying to tell me that Nikita Kucherov is coming in and going, I'm going to try to go uh, five hole with the puck. Just it is impossible. No hockey player is thinking that with Cody Cece draped all over him. Mm-hmm. It's impossible. Yeah, he just swats at it. He's too, just trying yeah. to get it on net. Yeah. And okay, so that was the bad one. Yeah, that's a bad one. And well, then the Stamkos, though, give credit to a good shot too. It's that, a long shot. It's out. a long shot, but yeah. that thing bar in. You know, that was a good shot, too. Mm-hmm. Like, he picked it. Uh, Stair Farmer chimes in, one 401 Good morning, boys. Skinner has been great. That game wasn't his fault. The team let them have a lot of grade-A chances. Kind of disagree with that. Uh, disagree. Sorry, Stair Farmer, and, and he chimes in every day. But those two goals, again, it's 3-3. The Kucherov goal makes it 4-3, and then, bang, Stamkos with the hat-trick goal, 5-3 like that. Like, think about... The Stamkos goal where he batted the puck out of the air. Like, that... Crazy. Crazy. The angle. The angle. You couldn't do that one more time if you had 100 chances. But here's the thing. We had it happen twice because Connors was just as crazy. <laughs> I, I think... You think you think Connors' goal off the faceoff was like that? I, th- I think off the bounce, out of yeah, the air. but look where he is. He's right in front of the He's net. He's in front of... Yeah. But still, man, the hand died to swat at that. To get a goal, uh, let alone just to get contact and good contact... But to finish, and we saw that twice, guy, that's superstardom. It's remarkable. Connor McDavid, one goal, one assist last night. He has an 11-game point streak going. Seven goals, 20 assists, and 27 points. Seven Bouchard with two assists. Boy, that must have just grazed Zach Hyman, the side of that. Just grazed him. Uh, and he's kind of going, I'm I'm off to the side of that anyway. I'm not getting it. Plunked by this ninety-two mile an hour blast. Bouchard is so casual too. Yeah. He's he's acts like he's been there. That's for sure. Uh, Thirteen game point streak for Bouchard after two assists last night. Five goals, fifteen assists, and twenty points. But Oilers well, uh, close out this homestand tomorrow against Florida. The Florida Panthers were in Vancouver last night. Shut out. By the Canucks, 4-0. Thatcher Demko with a great game, 36 saves. It was the Roberto Luongo Ring of Honor night. And normally, you know, when you have those, every time you have those, like, pre-game ceremonies and you're having a big one, da-da-da-da-da, like a, a big ceremony, the home team always seems to have a flat game more often than not. Why, why do you think that is? Uh, yeah, I don't know, to be honest. To I've been a part of it, yeah. Kevin. It, you just come out and lay an egg. I, I don't know what it is, but I've been a part of that in the CFL where, uh, you know, you have these big games. Uh, for example, home opener in uh, Mo- the new Mosaic Stadium, 2017. Mm-hmm. Brand new barn in Saskatchewan. And <laughs> we're playing Winnipeg game, week one. And uh, they came in, they beat us. 
in the home opener, yeah. brand new barn and everything. And yeah, we we were flat. We laid an egg. Too much hype, you know. There, that is a real thing. You don't believe it, but you get a little over anxious and uh, the the jitteries, the nerves. You grip in the stick, so to say, mm-hmm. too tight, and because you just you're you want to you want to perform, and you put that own pressure on yourself. It's weird. Uh, and again, so last night was one of the rare occasions that the home team, and what's funny is Luongo, those were his two teams, right? Florida and the Vancouver Canucks. So he, you know, he had great careers with in both both cities. So um, very well deserving. And, you know, the, the whole thing going up and you know, his family there. And he he's a funny guy, Luongo. Yeah, he right? is. You know, he so, is. He's a cool cat. Yeah. So he had some good comments and they were talking about, you know, Sanford and this and everyone. It was funny. You know, he's a, he's a funny guy. Uh, coming up at uh, 720, uh, the host of the Jason Greger show, Jason Greger, will join us and we'll talk about the orders last night. And basically, the month of giving is off to a uh, rousing success. We had our little dinner auctioned off uh, yesterday. So it ended up going? Oh, it went. Good. It went. I, I heard, what did yeah. it go for the well, final? Well, I'm going to have to check the, t- the final totals because it was at like 6 o'clock. I so uh, I know it was at like 16 or 17 yeah. at one point. So we'll get Greg's on that. But, uh, you know, great job by Greg's again to, to do this initiative. And, you know, we got a couple kind of weeks left, I guess, here. One more salt. Well, one more week next week. So... Boy, Christmas is, it's 10 days away, Christmas. It's coming, but uh, with the weather, like, I keep telling you, (laughs) I I want the snow. Did you do uh, all your Christmas shopping? All the the co-hosts this week, they come after their show here, they just zip into the mall and just flounder around. Schlemko did it. Even Struddy was in yesterday. Uh, That's funny because I definitely was going to do a bit of that today, too. Definitely on cue. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Eight o'clock, Mark Spector for Booster Juice. Uh... On the mark, we'll uh, guess with, it, uh, with us at 8 o'clock, as he does every day, Monday to Friday. Kenny Reed from uh, Rogers Sportsnet. He was up pretty late last night, too. Kenny was on the desk till. Uh, well. Yeah, that's a late one for uh, them. Ah, for, he's, let's be honest. He's not swinging hammers out there. <laughs> I mean, he, when you have a production staff, and he, Eddie asked me about TV in, right before we went on. I would love to be, I have did TV for 33 years, Eddie. I would love to try it out east in Toronto at, at Sportsnet or TSN. How come? Well, Kenny Reed would have 25, 30 people working for him last night under him, doing highlights, watching games, production assistant, everything. Here, there was one person. Right. Me. Yeah. And not just like all guys. It. When Kenny was here, Kenny will say the same thing. Kenny worked here and it was Kenny. That's it. That's the way yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. You so, got, uh, you're carrying a lot of bags. That's a, that's the reality of local television. That's mm. what it is. And sports. Well, news too. Uh, Mark Long from the Associated Press uh, covers the Jacksonville Jaguars. will be with us at 9 o'clock, our ski report. David Dwork, uh, the hockey news, is uh, we'll preview the Panthers and Oilers tomorrow. And then uh, Lenny Andrichuk and Curtis Smith, uh, superheroes in Edmonton Fire Department initiative tomorrow. That's going to be our, hey, it's going to be our St. Albert Dodge game of the day tomorrow at the Kinsman. Uh, Gregor had him on yesterday as well. Kind of cut our grass a little bit, Gregor, uh, you know. I, mean, I, I used to work with Lenny at Global, so I thought I had the in on you this. You had the Apparently in. not. So uh, when we come back, uh, the host of the uh, Jason Gregor Show, Jason Gregor will be with us. Kevin Curious, Eddie Steele, Sports 1440. Stay with us. Yeah. See, I get the peppers. I don't know what you're going to get, Eddie. Some Stones Christmas song no, I'm, from I'm Keith Richards or something. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, you still got your... Oh, by the way, it's Playlist Friday. Uh, if you want a Christmas carol, send it us in. Uh, King of Fort Nasty texts in. But you know what, King? I know you're listening, but we're not gonna, I'm not going to read your total text here because there was no comment about the Duke and something about you know, a, a simile, you know, a metaphor towards the Duke. So you got to come up with something to give the Duke the business because he's usually been doing that. Well, it, I got to say, KK, yeah. speaking of the Duke, I was actually driving past Delburn yesterday <laughs> and I was expecting to see a billboard with his face on the corner of Highway 21. Home of the Duke. <laughs> well, I think we all know I do not have a face for billboards, so that uh, will be a long time coming before that happens. Little but, sign, uh, though, hey, home of Brandon Douglas. Uh, I think I got the a long, Sports long, long, long way Sports to go before, uh, before I get to that uh, level of fame in the hometown, I think. I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to make a sign up and just go there one day and just hang it up <laughs> on the outside. Hang it on the time, town oh, side. Oh, would that be sweet? <laughs> that would be great. Um, text coming in is Greg's, Greg's, oh, a little nappy time for Jason Greger. Uh, text coming in one 1440 uh, Rockford says it's confusing to read on social media how well Olivier Rodriguez playing in the AHL and how the cap strapped Oilers need another goalie. Why doesn't he get a shot in Edmonton? If you ask many, many goal- uh, Kevin Woodley would be a perfect example to ask this. He would say that he doesn't believe Olivier Rodriguez is ready at this stage to be an NHL goalie. And that's the simple fact. Uh, he's had some good starts this year, but you know, he's still kind of in that development stage, but I don't know if he ever will be one. Well, there's a progression to it too, right? He's having, like you mentioned, some some good games, but just because you have a few good games down mm-hmm. in the AHL doesn't mean you're instantly due to be yeah. on an NHL roster. John says, uh, text, personally, that's a good way to lose. The trick is getting it going for the next one, which is key. So now, even though you had a pretty good game, you had an eight-game streak going, and that just – it didn't even totally dig yourself out of the hole, and it hasn't. Yeah. That's the thing. <laughs> so now you got to go – all right, this is the last of a, a six-game homestand. It's been a pretty good homestand, four and one. If you can beat Florida tomorrow, now you go on the road for three, have a good trip and have a break and take it from there. It's – uh and we talked about this last Friday too. It's remarkable how well they've been playing, and like you just nailed it, they're still not even where they want to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of work to do, and it's been a great run. But uh, let's not get too high on the highs and too low on the lows. It's the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, Texter says. So, what are the thoughts on the laps at the beginning of the third? Did they not come out? Did they not come out flat? If they'd come out flying in the third, like they had in the second, maybe Skinner doesn't need to make those saves. The Oilers need to learn how to play hard, up a goal as well as when they're down. Well, the other team is playing too here, and you're talking about uh, Stanley Cup champion pedigree team with the league's leading scorer who had three points last night, Nikita Kucherov, who was very good again. He, you know, Steven Stamkos, you could see the emotion. He was being interviewed by Gene Principe after had a very close friend of the family pass away. And you could see he was playing for something last night. Yeah. So, I mean, even though the Tampa Bay Lightning were without Victor Hedman, one of the premier defensemen in the league, their defensive court actually did a decent job for what they had out there. But, I mean, the Oilers had 25 alarm chances. I mean, it could have been... 
six, seven to two after the second period. It really could have, but again, give credit to Tampa because they're no slouches, man. They've been to three of the past four Stanley Cup finals. You know, like these guys know how to win. In it proved it in the way they won yesterday. Uh, they were in a battle. It was a tough game, but late in the game, mm-hmm. they found a way to dig it out and win it. Uh, Adam texts in, morning guys. I thought the Oilers played a great game last night, but came into a hot tenor. The boys have been lights out lately, and you're going to lose eventually. Throw this one under the rug. On to the next Skinner has been lights out for us lately and is allowed an off game, and he will rebound in the next one. Go, Oilers, go. Uh, thanks for that. Adam, uh, Kevlar says, if we had Vassy for a goalie, who knows how many cups we would win? Yeah, you, every team could say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and maybe if what, if they could only get Kucherov, too. Yeah, you know? and if every and team Stamkos. could get a, a McDavid. Yeah, let's get, get the three of those guys. They could win a lot of cups. <laughs> I, I got to say, I though, where you're Kev- coming from, Ke- Kevlar, but yeah. I mean, that's the, that's how teams are made up. There is not a perfectly constructed team. No. Nope. This doesn't work that way. No, nope. and especially with a tight salary cap. I was uh, I got some good notes here because mm-hmm. we're talking about Skinner, and it's unfortunate because it, it was a, a tough finish for him, but let's give some praise to just the defense and the lack of action that Skinner actually was facing. I, I I wrote down here late in the second period, shots were 30 to 12. Like yeah. 30 to 12. The defense for the Oilers since the coaching change has just become drastically calmer and uh, the difference of action that the goalie is seeing is just slowed down so much. The Chicago game, they had nine shots in the last two periods. Let's talk about that defense. Mm-hmm. Um Texture just sends when uh, Gregor had Woodley on, and we talked about Woodley, about, uh, and he was asked about Rodrigue. Well, I've seen Rodrigue play in camp. I've seen him play um, games in junior. I've never seen him play a game live in Bakersfield. I've seen some highlights from Bakersfield. But I can tell you that I don't believe that he is NHL ready. I Just from my eyes, and that doesn't include his starts this year. And... Everyone's kind of talking about all, you know, his starts this year. Well, he's only played five games. And that's not a bad thing that he's not NHL ready. No, he's 23 years old. But last year, he only played 29 games in the American League. His goals against average has really never been lower than three until late last year and then this year. He played in Drummondville. Normally... You know, and his dad is a goalie coach, you know, has worked with the Oilers for many years. Mm-hmm. So I I don't see Olivier Rodrigue as the answer to being called up here. My, I just don't see it. I, I, I don't see him as an NHL-ready goaltender. My perspective really has changed with hockey. Um, over the past really five years since I've retired from football and started to really pay attention to the Oilers, having set my roots down here and follow the game more closely. I always paid attention, but now it's a lot more um, intensely. And football, I, you get to the pros in football and you're – expected to play. Mm -hmm. There's no minor leagues. There's nothing. So I always was wondering back in the past, I would have been thinking, yeah, Rodrigue's playing well. He should be playing in the pros. But now I do understand the development and the curve and you don't want to rush guys and especially with a goalie, you don't want to rush him, have a few uh, shaky starts potentially in the NHL Mm -hmm. and then you ruin the guy. He's off the rails. So I get the patience behind it and developing these prospects. Uh a lot of texts coming in about the goaltending situation. Um, I, I, I don't get it. 
after one period of play. I just Are people really? Yep. They, the, I mean, I can't, I just don't get it. Oh, man. Uh, I mean, and I, 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 I thought our, our listeners and Oiler fans would be a little more knowledgeable on the whole thing. And I'm sorry if I'm degrading a listener or two here, and I'm not putting everyone in that category. This is just, you know, 10, 12, 15 people, uh, maybe 20. But I don't understand that. As a, as a guy that's been doing broadcasting for 33 years and has been down at the rink, or uh, I, I was lucky enough to do color commentary for about 80 games of the Oilers from 03 to 2010. I don't understand that from from the people that listen to not just our show, every show. I've never, I haven't been able to grasp that yet. Yeah. Uh, maybe I will someday. I don't know. But I, I just see, again, a goaltender makes, he makes a bad decision on, on a goal last night. That's the Kucherov goal. Then the, the fifth goal on Stamkos is a goal that he probably wants back again. So that's two goals. But there's lots of time left. He did make it 5-4 with 2.33 left. There's lots of time left in the game. Uh, sorry, yeah, two, 2.22 left. That's when yeah. uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins scored to make it 5-4. Uh, there was lots of time. Yep. So, I mean, but let us it's a very simple fact. Vasilevsky stood on his head last night. The Oilers pumped 57 shots at him. Yeah, he played phenomenal. You know, it could have been 6-7-2 after the... Second period. Easily, easily. And I look, yeah, to keep it honest and real, you can put this loss on Skinner. He owned it. He said it. Yeah. I think the players would realize that too in the locker room. But uh, to sewer and to say that we need to be looking for another Tendy after the, he's just been running out a mm-hmm. 940-something save percentage. Yeah, he was ah. running, yeah and he was uh, 1.70 goals against 935 over that span. KCF texts in. Question is, can you win a cup with Skinner? Trade deadline moves must reflect this. KCF. I get that. Now that's it. a good question. I get, that's, you know, can you? Well, no one knows. But at least you have a guy in net that was a Calder Trophy finalist last year mm-hmm. that had a tough start. Both goalies had a tough start. The whole team had a tough start. Yeah. So yeah, last year's. You know, I hate to be blunt, but last year doesn't matter. You know, like he he was a finalist for that last year, but it's all irrelevant, especially with the start that they had. So you got to come out and play this year. And it's yet to be proven. Can they win one with them? Base text in. Counterpoint on Rodrigue is why not give him a shot to back up Skinner, though? Well, why would you have him back up Skinner when you have Cal Pickard here? And Cal Pickard played sensational against New Jersey. He's going to start against New Jersey without question again. I would bet the house on that next week. Uh, yeah, and it's not just an age thing. It's not because Cal Picker's uh, a vet, and that's why he's getting the reps. I think, again, this is going to the overall uh, progression of a player, and you want to do this the right way with him. And Rodrigue might be a really, really good prospect for this club, so you want to do it the right way. <laughs> uh, the king of Fort Nasty, he, he just couldn't take it after he said, I'm not reading your text. you got to say something about the Duke. Here's the king of Fort Nasty. Good morning, boys. The king does and throw shade at the Duke. I love the way everyone has the, the word the in front of their name. You know, it's just like, you know, come on. Uh, I shed light on the Duke. I shed light on the Duke. Uh, <laughs> growing up a ranch hand myself, I feel I have a good idea of some of the shenanigans the Duke's gotten up to. Mostly positive takes, but some joking chirps. We love you, King. Uh, just to mention, the Duke uh, last night was playing for the CFCW Critters. Uh, big game in Rimby. 
And another big win for the Critters. How? What was your debut, your your baptism by fire with the CFCW Critters last night like Duke? Uh, well, it got off to a bit of a rough start as our bus to uh, pick us up for transport <laughs> was about 40 minutes late. So we were rushed. And then as we headed south, we ran into s- some rain and then that quickly turned to snow. And, uh, you know, I mean, you guys know how it is. Once you're running late, it seems like everything goes wrong, right? Uh, we missed the exit off the highway, had to take kind of the back way into Rimby. Um, but stuck behind snow plows, stuck behind cars who were apparently not very comfortable driving in the wet snow. So we rolled in a little bit on the late side, uh, but it, it was a lot of fun. Obviously, they, they raised uh, over twelve grand for uh, a hockey family in need in the community in Rimby Minor Hockey. We were playing against a collection of minor hockey coaches from the community, and uh, with that twelve grand, uh, the Critters' running total now here in their thirtieth season uh, has. Uh, surpassed the $1.3 million mm-hmm. mark. So it's uh, it was really good to see. I mean, hey, I got on the score sheet in my uh, my first game playing on a line with Santa Claus. I will say he had uh, <laughs> Santa Claus at hands of coal. I, uh, I, oh. I, I I set him up I don't know how many times. No, did, you, did you have to wear an elf suit? No, no, thankfully not. Oh, my God. That, that would do not any good for my cred as I already take a lot of ridicule for, for my height and uh, my doughy figure. So... Um, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, one goal. Already one more goal than Kevin Carius in his equal many games Ooh. played. Oh, there it is. Ooh. So, Duke, I got to ask you, when you're late like that yeah. and everything is thrown off, oh. what's the pregame <laughs> prep like? Are you all messed up in the locker room pregame or well, what? Y- you know, Eddie, I'm a pro's pro, right? So my... Um, <laughs> I don't let minor inconveniences like that uh, inhibit my ability to get prepared for a game mentally or physically. I do think it had an, uh, an, uh, an effect on our goaltender, though. Uh, he was uh, pretty soft in the first period, but I, the bounce back in periods two and three blew me away. He uh, he really helped get us to the win. I think 12-10 was the final, maybe, in favor of the Critters. Um, and a shout-out to our our guest critter, which was uh, a local player, uh, Alex Flick, Flickinger. Mm-hmm. Uh, four goals, three assists on the night uh, for the young man there. He uh, he had himself a good time. I don't know really what he thought about playing amongst all of us hooligans over on the critter side, but I think he had a good time all the same. It's so much fun for the kids. You know, How yeah. old was he? Uh, I, he had to be probably like a U, U11, U13 okay, yeah. player, I think. The one game we had in, in Leduc, uh, 14 or something like that. So yeah. That's awesome. They love it. I mean, in the, just to be part of, um, you know, it's an event. It's, you know, to raise the money. And again, as Duke said, the, that's the most important thing. You get in the community. The smaller towns are, that's, I mean, CFCW is a, a mainstay. You know, yeah. it's been going on. Like people have been listening to CFCW and the little towns around Edmonton and area for, you know, 100 years. Yeah, decades. Yeah. And it's very, it's kind of like Harlem Globetrotter-esque, eh? Yeah. yeah. It is, Yeah. You know, and uh, that's the idea. Less skill. Less uh, skill yeah. Well, to, except when I'm on the ice, oh, naturally. Yeah, but. yeah. Well, that's impressive, Duke, that you were on fire yesterday. I was going to say, when you were talking about his pregame preparation with the bus being delayed, I'm just going, okay, the bus is delayed by, is it 40 minutes, couple wrong turns, would you say? Yeah, like we rolled in probably a good half hour late. So I would let's say. call it an hour or 45. Let's call it 45. In my mind, I'm just calculating that's extra. That's two or three pregame beer for Duke. That's just an extra it, two or three. So normally, and you know this, Kev, <laughs> normally you, we, because we all meet at Royal Pizza, yeah. one of the big sponsors of uh, of the Critters Tour, and we grab the pizza, get on the bus and roll out. Well, we just went inside and ate our pizza inside oh, Royal okay, Pizza yeah. instead. And, and yeah, we treated ourselves to a couple beverages in there as we are having our supper. Uh, another one or two on the bus down, a couple in the locker room. I mean, it's uh, 
The, that's, that's why I didn't get the email it's, for the show prep yeah, this morning. You know, well, neither did I. <laughs> you, I never did you either. Telling on himself. Yeah. It's uh, so. Here's the thing. It it is obviously all a charity cause, and um, it, none of us or none of them, like the the guys that play week week in week out, take themselves too seriously. And it's it's kind of you know uh, very corny and 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 cliche for some of the you know the bits they do. And it's all in good fun, like you said, for the kids, Kevin. But yeah. at the end of the day. It is still a hockey team, mm-hmm. and so the camaraderie about being on the bus in the room, you know, chopping it up with the boys, yeah. jokes, throwing no. some chirps around that's the room. The that's, that, that, that's what it's all about, mm-hmm. and that's what I think will probably uh, motivate me to um, get back in the lineup if I am so permitted. I, I was told that Marty Stevens and uh, SKS uh, Sean Smith need to review the game tape. Sean wasn't there last <laughs> night, so he'll need to get the tape and review it, see if my tryout was uh, successful or not. That's well, what keeps you young, yeah, eh, Kev? You have to. I mean, I I'm I want to play another game or two. I think there's seven left. Is it six? It, well, yeah, done for the holidays. And last oh. night's game obviously had the, the holiday feel, like oh. I mentioned, Santa Claus, um, Christmas music playing the whole game. But, yeah, January 11th in Pinoca will be the next one. So uh, down in the same neck of the woods, just a little further to the east country where I feel more at home. Once I get out west of the 5th in that Rimby territory, I'm, uh, I get a little nervous. Get lost. Hmm. Uh, text coming in one... Eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. This comes uh, Skinner. I think it's uh, Chad here. Skinner was too slow getting to his post on two other goals. That's generally his problem. He's too methodical. It's also his strength because he doesn't overreact. But he has a bad habit of letting soft ones least once a game, even in this run. Well, I don't. I don't see that happening in this run. Uh, getting to the post. Okay, so that I assume that you're talking about the one goal that Steven Stamkos knocked out of the air, batted it out of the air, and that again, just like the Kucherov goal, you could do that. Well, Kucherov, that's that's on Skinner, but you could do you could do the batting it out of the air stamp goes a hundred times, and it maybe goes in once. Yeah, it, that's 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 a fact. With a goal like that, you got to keep in mind we've seen goals from Connor like last year where he's um, batting it or not batting it, but uh, putting it off the the goalie's name tag at the mm-hmm. back. Some of these great players are just going to make great plays. Uh, bad talks. Text in. I get Skinner being our number one goalie. Absolutely. I don't get why we don't respect Pickard enough to give him even a real look. Uh, maybe one game in four or five. He's played really well. Everyone talks past him like it's a given that he doesn't fit. That's a frustration for me. Thanks, Bad Talks. We said this off at the top of the show. I would have. I thought that for sure that he was going to play on Saturday night, tomorrow night against Florida, and we're talking about Cal Pickard because he's going to play in New Jersey, it's a back-to-back as the Oilers close out things. It wouldn't surprise me to see Pickard play tomorrow either. I mean, he deserves it. He, he does. he's played well enough to deserve a start Saturday night, second game, hockey night in Canada. I think he has the personality. Easily, he has the experience that uh, the stage isn't too big for him. Uh, a lot of people, because you know it's Saturday night, they, everyone yeah. goes, you know, yeah. and all goalie, every goalie wants to start Saturday night. It's the on, night on hockey night in Canada. Premier. Every goalie wants that. So you asked me earlier. It, I'm going to ask you, what do you think? Because you're talking about Cal starting, but do you think they might lean to Skinner to get that taste out of his mouth? That's the thing that a coach wrestles with, and I, I as I said earlier, Coach K would have put his head down on the pillow and went. I was going to go with, you know, Cal Pickard just because of how the games are going. And, you know, he was asked last night, I think, Cam Tate 
uh, related question. Did you think that Skinner was tired? I don't think that was I, because you know they had a break, break. and there's been games every in other between. day. Yeah. So I don't think he's tired, but I I mean I would throw Cal Pickard in. I wouldn't have a problem at all. Nothing. One iota. But again, just with how Stu reacted to the game and reacted to his play, and then what happens too is the players go, you know, we're going to have a good effort in front of you. Yeah. So There's that extra fire. But they're going to have that in front of Cal too. So it wouldn't surprise me if you play Cal uh, tomorrow, then you play Stu the first game of this road trip uh, on Long Island, and then it's Jersey, and then Pickard comes back and plays that game, and then Stu finishes it out uh, on the back-to-back. With my mind, in the football way it works week-to-week is the, are the games. Uh, I know when we would lose to Calgary, for example, on Labor Day, I love that we had the quick turnaround and we would play mm-hmm. them that Friday evening or Saturday afternoon because you get a chance to play that opponent and get that sickening taste out of your mouth. So I bet Stu wants that. Uh, Duke, so this is two times now we've invited co-workers on and they've blown us off. Uh, we had uh, Declan, Fast Declan. Freddy Krueger. Maybe it's Eddie. I was going to say that, man. <laughs> I never thought ah. about that. Here's, here's what I will say. Obviously, we are here bright and early. Seven, uh, Gregor seven, was doing post last night. At 7 o'clock. Yeah. Gregor, obviously, late game, um, doing post and everything. So I do give some leeway to these uh when we ask them to do these first thing hits and hey i mean hey dvd was up DVD. and at him that was a later start when he came on uh with us earlier this week uh, the morning after so shout out dvd that's yeah. a Derek you know, talk about, that's a pro's pro um gregor uh, you'll have to razz him a little bit oh, uh, yeah. once you run into oh. him uh, later today you know what i the only thing i can think of is like the, his hair got into his ears he couldn't hear the alarm didn't hear the alarm yeah, I just hope. <laughs> do you think Gregor has the fortitude to go a day without wearing a toque? <laughs> well, I don't well know. Kevin, Kevin said there was one day when someone in your fantasy football uh, league gave, I have a, the picture, yeah. uh, gave a flyby here at the studios and got the pick of Gregor from, from the behind. back, and he was he was rocking no lid, no nothing. So I he, got, he has flashed it up during Duke, his show on the video stream okay. a couple times. Yesterday, Duke said, "Could you would you put that out on social media?" And I go, "That's not for me to do." Maybe you or Connor. Yeah, if, if you ask, oh, sorry, I attached this wrong picture in an email out to the, the company-wide uh, CC everybody, and then uh, you put it in someone else's hands to, to quote-unquote leak it. But uh, I, I don't think Gregor's being that shy about it. Uh, he fully accepts it. And he gets this um, kind of a cop-out. I know you're not a fan of it, Kevin, about uh, oh, I, since the Oilers hit that, that winning streak that he'll only uh, his sentence cut in half, I, I basically. I feel the same as Kevin. It's unacceptable. I thought the uh, solution that I had was quite fair. Once the due date of the three months rolls around, if the Oilers were to go on a five-game run then, then you can cut her off then. I wanted him to go the full seven months. He'd be rocking that real skullet. <laughs> well, when you see this picture, Eddie, that I'm about to show you in the break, you'll go. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't talk, though, because I'm a bald guy myself. I can't talk. Uh, we'll get to more of your texts when we come back. Kevin Carey's Eddie Steele on Sports 1440. Stay with us. All right, welcome back to the big program. Our 7.45 break. Ryan Adams, courtesy the Duke of Delburn. Stalwart on the port side for the CFCW Critters. That's the left way. You were a right winger, though, weren't you, or what were you? Uh, I lined up on both wings. Oh, I, I wow. think I mostly lined up on the off wing on the right-hand side. Santa Claus was a left-hander, so I gave, uh, you know, with the beard and the glasses, I figured I'd give him a little uh, little easier to pick up the passes off the wall on his forehand. Um, but, I, you know, once the game starts, Kevin, I, I, I'm i a hockey player. I just I just go out there and play the game. 
positions. I, I like to deploy the uh, the Russian five method, the positionless hockey. Chaos. <laughs> uh, like he said, Russian he's a pros wow. pro. That's yeah. it, dude. Pros pro. It's the only way to put it when it comes to describing my uh, my athletic prowess. I'm not seeing Russian five though when I look across the, the desk here. <laughs> what do you see? I, I was trying to think of a like. I was I was going to say Latvian five, some, but some, that's is, is a something dumpier, yeah. something uh, worse. <laughs> the, the, Lithu, the Lithuanian five, maybe I don't know. No oh. disrespect to Lithuania, but that's too funny. Uh, text coming in one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. Lots again on the goaltending. Um, Andrew says I see Skinner needing to work on positioning a little, uh, especially on challenging. The shooter, the stamp ghost goal is a great example. Uh, he plays too deep in the net. On that goal, he did. The uh, the one where Stamkos was deep out? Yeah. Yeah, he had a couple of guys. Like, it's I mean, a shot Bouch- perf- off the post. Yeah, again. off the post. Still got to be stopped. Has to be stopped. But Bouchard, too. I mean, Bouchard was a little late getting into the shot lane. Um, not putting blame there, but there was still action. It's not like Stamkos was sitting there free no one in front of him and let one go. Like there was, there was still some noise there. Uh, base text in. It's nothing against Pickard. It's about trying the Rodrigue option out before they go and make a trade for a goalie. Again, he's not ready. People have to realize that that Olivier Rodrigue is not ready at, to be at the NHL level. Uh, another he's not ready. Uh, just thinking to myself, another point too is because you know. Part of me, yeah, Rodriguez putting up good numbers, so why not give him a shot? But why at the same time? Why, what are the Oilers doing? They don't, they're, they don't need it. They're not panicking in the net right now. They don't need to go to their third string or fourth string goaltender. Like, why? They just mm-hmm. won nine, eight straight. We're going to talk about the Thursday night football game for five minutes before we go to break because we're going to – Beat the orders to death again at the 8 o'clock hour with Mark Spector and then a little bit with Kenny Reed at 820. So, 63 points by Vegas last night? There was a football game last night? <laughs> uh, so, 63-21, Vegas over the Chargers. This is the the second most points a team has ever put up in NFL history after being shut out the week before. Did you know that, Duke? No, I didn't, and it's funny you say that because as we were uh, finished up the Critters game, we came in and saw the final. Um, or actually, well, it hadn't gone final yet, but the sixty-three points the the Chargers or the Raiders had on the board. Pardon me. Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking about it with uh, with a couple guys in the room, and saying that has to, or with AJ Keller, like that has. To, we thought like that has to be the single biggest single week turnaround in points, zero to sixty-three. But you're saying it's not. It's the second most, and it happened so long ago. The team in Cincinnati was named the Reds. The football team. <laughs> I'm going to go out there and put my neck on the line, guys, and I'm going to say this. I think the Chargers need to move on from their head coach. <laughs> yeah. Wow, Eddie, what a hot take. I, I, I'm going to just say this, guys. I think it's time for a change. Yeesh. Did you see his uh, his comments, though? He said, like This is coming only a few weeks after he gets into it with a reporter saying he's not giving up defensive play calling. And yes, the defense had been noticeably better until last night. Uh, but then uh, I seen a tweet from Schefter this morning saying that Staley said he deserves to remain head coach oh, of the Chargers. Man, you can't. I, I think if you ask every single Chargers fan that lives, including our own Connor Halley, they wish Brandon Staley had been fired at the end of seasons last ago. Season. Seasons ago. Yeah. 
So what is it about this guy that he's been able to hang on to his job then? What, uh, what, I mean, am I missing something here or what? I, I don't know, man. I don't know because we've seen a lot of coaches get fired for less. That's for sure. I think the Chargers are not a team that um, likes to spend super frivolously. So by firing a coach early, you obviously have to still remain paying Pay them, hire a new coach. So they're kind of like each year they keep him on board. They, uh, you know, that's one less year of the remaining contract you have to pay out in the mm-hmm. future. Like, I, I, I could be totally wrong there because they all they spend a ton of money. All NFL teams do, mm-hmm. but uh, it's if they're going to spend it, they prefer to do it on the players like Khalil Mack, who's had a great year. Um, yeah, I don't, I, I don't have an explanation. Maybe that's when we can throw it the to Connor problem, when he comes Duke? in the building. But the only is Connor going to come that? in, or is he taking the day off today too? <laughs> I, I, boys I, hope he, I hope he's going to be here. Yeah. Is if you're willing to burn years um, to alleviate that contract with Brandon Staley, well, at the same time, you're burning years of your franchise quarterback, and like that—that's a bigger issue than sticking with the head coach. Oh, 100 percent. But I think it's—it's it's like twofold. Like they're looking at it as like if they're on the fence about it, they'll say we'll give them one more year and try. And there, there are some teams that just don't fire coaches in season uh the chicago bears being one of them because there was tons of people calling for matt eberflus's head uh with, after the bears first month they've actually turned their season around pretty respectively but yeah. i still think he'll be out at the end of the year it's just like it's funny because certain guys they're just meant to be coordinators and i think brandon staley matt eberflus uh among others we've seen in the past uh, even a guy like brian flores maybe dan quinn down in dallas yeah. now like some guys can just be really really good coordinators and they're just not meant to be a head coach. And it's tough because, like, you can't ask a guy that's the head coach to, will you take a demotion to just be the DC or OC? That's never going to happen, right? So I think the Chargers are in a spot where they're like, all right, we'll give them one more year and see. All right, season goes off the rails. Well, the season sunk now. No sense firing him at this point. Uh, we don't have anybody, like, waiting in the wings to take over as head coach. Kellen Moore is not a head coach. I think we all know that. So it's like, all right, we'll just reassess in the offseason where there might be the full slate of available options of who to hire moving forward that would be my best guess i saw a pretty funny tweet and it's no shade look i'm a canadian Mm -hmm. who played football but uh, dave naylor he puts out a tweet saying that the chargers have i think it was nine canadians on their roster (laughs) 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 it was kind of like josh palmer Palmer not a a great thing not a great look uh, a lot of text again with the goaltending, and we're going to cut it off there and then head to the break. But uh, here's just a note. Uh, Pickard uh, is a career backup goalie. Why can't people just see that? Then you look at last year's roster for the Stanley Cup champion, Vegas Golden Knights. And what did you have for a goal? You had Aiden Hill. You had Laurent Brassois. Jonathan Quick That's for a, a time. Point. You had... They went uh, through five last year. They had five goaltenders. It was, I mean, they had so many guys. Mm. LB, I mean, uh, Logan Thompson. Sometimes the answer's right there. I mean, Patera, they had all these guys. All right, when we come back, Mark Spector on the mark for Booster Juice uh, and Kenny Reed uh, from Rogers Sportsnet. And we will also have, are you in or are you out in the 8 o'clock hour hour with... uh, Eddie Steele. Uh, Before that, it's time now for a Sports 1440 update. And it's, of course, always brought to you at this time of the day by First Round. You can head to First Round and watch NFL football uh, Monday, Thursdays, Sundays. You could also win a trip to watch your favorite team play next year. Here is the Duke.